Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two, Jeff Cameron, Show 93, 3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Hope you're well on a Balls Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. And there is Director Matthew on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. Roll it on, Big River, as we welcome in March. Get to spring football. Yay. Yay. Tomorrow, tour of duty. Friday, the luncheon. Monday, we get it on. There we go. Let's go. Let's have some fun covering some football. There's no offseason. Not when you have expectations, damn it. We embraced the hell out of offseason when we were terrible. Now it's now it's time to really overanalyze every detail of this team and try to project exactly what they're going to be well in advance of the evidence. <laughs> Although there is returning evidence, which is what I think is exciting and uh, why everybody else is excited as well don't forget we're also on the cusp of and about to start the combine and uh tom you know you and i like to uh figure out a time where we're gonna get together for the the big draft watch party now we got combine results coming up it's gonna be great and next year there will be a lot of guys i say a lot there'll be some florida state guys that we'll be paying very close attention to it's weird to think about this year compared to next you may have of the group that takes the field next year for Florida State this upcoming season, 10 people drafted. Not even crazy to think about. No. Easily get to 10. That sounds likely. Yeah. yeah. Well, whenever we're looking for the many indicators that expectations, including those that are lofty, are warranted, the best way to do that is project how many draft or how many players that are starting for you this upcoming year in any given season will be drafted. And a lot of times you can answer your own questions about what's reasonable and not reasonable. When you look at a team and you think they should win 11 games and they don't have a single player that's going to get drafted, well, that's probably unreasonable. If you think that a team is playoff bound or potentially playoff bound and you project 10, 11, 12 guys that might go to the league in any of the rounds, we're not about, I'm not talking about first round, second round, any of the rounds. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's reasonable to think that if you have 11 of 22 starters that are going to be 
uh, drafted, then yes. That's why I think this year is critical. And, and, you know, reaching the ACC championship game at minimum is what needs to happen. You know, this is why, to me personally, I know that we had a fun debate about it last week, but it's playoffs are bust. This is the stars are aligning with this roster, and I get it. You're not littering the first 50 picks with six Seminoles that are going to go off the board. No. It's not like that. But this is as robust as we've had in terms of pro prospects on one field at the same time at Florida State since probably we were playing Michigan in the Orange Bowl, and maybe even then. I don't know if we had as many guys that had pro futures back in 2016 as we might this particular season. Well, it's a fun debate. Do you think it's nine guys? Do you think it's 15 guys? Probably somewhere in between, and that's fine. But we're having a discussion involving um, a, a multitude of players that we think are going to get drafted and play in the National Football League. To what degree you think their careers will be elite, that is all debatable and fun. But we could not have that discussion a little over a year ago. Couldn't have it. Didn't exist. There was one guy. It was that guy right there. That's it. You had one. Jermaine Johnson walked in and you went, there he is. That's the one. <laughs> That's all you had. And, uh, and, and now you're talking about, I don't know, this guy, this guy. How about two from this position group? How about three from this position group? How about four from this position group? My goodness gracious. That is a very different talking point. And you do have, in many regards, the transfer portal to thank for that. I will... I don't know, I'll find further satisfaction when that's a little bit more balanced. But I think it has a chance to be now because you've so elevated your roster that you're winning 10 games and you're expecting to do that or better this year. Therefore, the high school kids begin to pay attention and they too say yes. I mean, we all understand how it works. You have to have these precursor moments in which the successes are building upon one another and then the yeses begin to to follow. The, the, the interest alone from the 2024 kids, 2025 kids, we see that now at camps, we now hear how frequently they speak of Florida State as a possible destination when just over a year ago they were not. We were not eliciting interest from the better players uh, in the recruiting world. Well, one of the things to monitor on three is obsessed with this, and that's okay by me because it's the next wave of recruiting at least. Uh, You could talk about the portal or high school, but NIL and, and the amounts of money that will be doled out for a roster in a given year I've seen that, you know, their first estimates were close between 8 to $10 million a year. They've dialed it back now, even for the power players, to be closer to Way half back. that. Half that. Of course. If that's the case, then I feel even better about our chances because we have our ducks in a row and we're efficient on that side of things. It'll be fun to monitor. Monitor, really. And when we make these, you know, potential deals or we make our pitch to the next wave of high school players, I don't feel as worried that we're going to get outclassed financially if that's the going rate so to speak for a big time player is about half of what the estimates were not that long ago then you combine that with a 10 win season in 2022 and then maybe a playoff run in 2023 yeah man we're gonna be squarely positioned to have real recruiting success like no longer qualifiers Real recruiting success. Top 10 consensus class kind of success. Yeah, and we should. And we should. I like that Alex Atkins said that. When when I asked him about, you know, the transfer portal and the competition that we're going to be witnessing in the spring, and he said, well, that's the way it should be. We're in year four here. We should, we should, this is the kind of competition you'd expect to have. He's right. He's right. And I think that's also the correct answer when you're describing the kind of, I think, classes we should expect to be garnering based on who we are and the cachet of this name and also the success of last season and what we think will be this season. We should get a lot of yeses from 
big name kids. You got to be able to close and be in the conversation with a lot of the the elite of the elite. The other good thing is that whether it was a high school kid or a portal kid in December, if they happened by practice before they made their decision, they all universally remarked how much they loved the intensity in practice, and they also saw the consistency between the guy they see on the trail that visits their high school or they come see on an official visit and the dude who would coach them day to day. And that's a big thing about spring. We don't bring that up a lot, but spring practices fall typically in the afternoon so that Coach Norvell and the rest of the staff can welcome high schools from around the region up to Tallahassee to see what it's all about. It's not just about tying it in with junior days, and there'll be a junior day on Saturday the 11th, two Saturdays from now, and that's important. But it's about getting kids up here to see what practice looks like because that's one of the carrots that we dangle that is very successful in having kids gravitate towards Florida State. Didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday, speaking of this coaching staff and what we expect and consistency and what they have to do in recruiting and the elevation of a roster. Mike Norvell, uh, as we all know, had already signed his extension, very public conversation we had about the amount of money. Uh, I first guessed that it would be, you know, a number that would reflect him being the most uh, well-thought-of coach in the state, and he is. Offensive coordinator Alex Adkins and each of the Seminoles' other assistant coaches received raises or extensions. That, according to documents released Tuesday to Warchant and other media outlets, all of whom requested public records. The highlights are raises and extensions, writes Irish Chaffel. For Atkins and defensive coordinator Adam Fuller, Atkins will now be making $1.15 million in 2023, $1.25 million in 2024, $1.3 million in 2025, he was slated to make $850,000 of part of his most recent contract extension. Fuller's contract will go through 2024. He'll make $1.2 million this season, $1.3 million the following year. Special teams coordinator, defensive end coach, John Papuchas will make $700,000 in 2023, $750,000 in 2024. He was previously making $550,000. Uh, an indicator of how old I am uh, leads me to uh, interrupt the salary listing for these coaches, just to say, this is staggering. I can remember when Steve Spurrier was paid a million dollars a year and the coaching world was on its ear. People covering the sport thought, well, my God, we've crossed the line. They're going to play a, pay a football coach a million dollars a year. This is crazy. A special teams coach is making $750,000 for Florida State. Mm, mm, mm. Times have changed. The money is uh, abundant. And both big coordinators are now making over a million dollars. I am old enough to remember when Will Muschamp was given a million dollars to be a coordinator. And that was considered absurd. And the coaching world was on its ear. And yeah. we thought we had crossed the line. There are many more lines to cross between now and 10 years from now. I remember Mickey Andrews making $200,000. Mickey Andrews. Ahead of his time, unfortunately. $200,000 and maybe an extra year on the back end of that one. Usually it was year to year. Yeah, that's the deal here is that Adam Fuller is making more than Alex Atkins, but he's under contract for two seasons, whereas Atkins is under contract for three. So it depends on how you want to look at it, but they've locked up Atkins for longer. The AAV, average annual value, is higher for Fuller for the next two seasons. Odell Hagan signed a one-year deal through the 2023 season at 600000 which is what he made last year. David Johnson, the running backs coach, will get five hundred grand. Good gig if you can get it. Linebackers coach Randy Shannon, 
going to make six hundred and twenty-five thousand, twenty-five thousand dollar raise. That deal ends in early twenty twenty-four. Yeah, the three guys that are year to year at present are Shannon, Hagens, and Thompson. Everybody else is at least extended for the twenty twenty-four football season. Tony Tokar has got himself a handsome raise here. He goes from $300,000 to $400,000 this upcoming year. The old $100,000 raise would certainly sit right with you as you lay your head on the pillow. It goes to $450,000 in 2024. That, too, would sit right with you. That's also something where a guy who bet on himself cashes in. Yeah. Because he didn't take other opportunities because he believed in Coach Norvell. He believed in himself, first and foremost. And it pays off. And then also that parlays into the discussion about the wide receiver coach, who I believe was on a one-year deal with no raise last year, and that now changes. $500,000 this year for the aforementioned uh, Ron Dugans and $550,000 in 2024. He was making four fifty prior to that. And finally, Patrick Sertan, the new one, going to make $400,000 for Florida State this season, $500,000 in 2024. He got a two-year deal there. Chris Thompson, who I didn't mention, the tight ends coach, it paid awfully well, $500,000. So we'll watch and we'll see, are they worth it? Because now it's about the wins and the losses solely. The most important thing that comes out of that release is a greater indicator to the coaching community around the country. How committed Florida State is. And how stable of a position it can be for you too. If you are a fast up-and-coming or a fast riser, an up-and-coming coach, and you're looking for a landing spot, if Florida State comes calling, you you now pick up not just for that iconic brand in the history, but they're showing in present day they will lock you up for multiple years and give you the stability you're looking for. It's harder to negative recruit against Florida State now about instability when you see things like this. Well, there's nothing to you can recruit uh, against Florida State uh, with instability. There's, you can't reference it. It's no longer a talking point. There's zero to be said. All of that is easily refuted. These numbers are public in addition to the extension to the head coach. Uh, no, there's there, there's no the way you've got to atta- attack Florida State changes now. A year ago, it was a pretty consistent way in which they tried to cut out the legs from under the coaches who were out recruiting. Um, that this was an insta- unstable situation. Why would you commit to a place where you don't even know if your head coach is going to be there in two years? You can't say it anymore. It has to be something else. And if Florida State keeps winning ten games. It's, it's, it's awfully hard to recruit against them. That's the reason that set success begets success. you got you got to have these seasons stacked upon one another. Another reason, not only because we have expectations, that a great season is necessary this year. You've touched on it earlier with a different conversation, but the number one way to negative recruit Florida State at this point is high school development. Where is the track record at Florida State of developing high school players and turning them into NFL draft picks? Oh, they'll go to the portal. But uh, you're not. Are you considering them for the portal, young man? Or right, are you considering right. them for yeah. for that, high school? That is what you're gonna say, right? Yeah, that's it. That's that's what they'll remains. recruit right over you with the portal. <laughs> that would be the way. Oh, by the way, young man, so does everybody. <laughs> Look at the world, man. Look where we're at. Even uh, now, to a much lesser degree, at some of these other firmly established elite level high school recruiting programs like Georgia and Alabama. But they do. They do. And Alabama's bringing in a running back from Georgia Tech last year, so they're like, hey, we, I mean, you know, they'll do it if they see a need. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day. 
And I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com You know how we were just talking about the, the combine a moment ago, and soon it'll be really exciting to watch the Florida State players that will have these opportunities, maybe in abundance in the draft. And we, you know, I look forward to this time of year. You guys, if, if you've been a long-time listener to the show, you know Tom and I love the draft. We love kind of having fun like everybody else does and playing the role of uh, you know fan GM for these teams. You know who's sitting pretty, by the way, is the Chicago Bears, who are going to get offers for that pick because you've got two quarterbacks perhaps going in the top three picks. So how great is it if you're them? You can pretend like you're not so sure what you're doing at quarterback, so now they feel like they've got to offer you something to come up. So even if you're at two and you think the Bears could take Bryce Young number one, let's say, then you got to give them something to move up one spot. So they thank you very much. Even though behind the scenes they have no intention of drafting a quarterback, they're not going to let you know that. And then if you're sitting at three and you want one of the quarterbacks, then you're like, well, maybe we should make a move. And the Bears are like, well, please, by all means, we'll hear that offer too, and we'll go from two to three. All you've done is move from one to three, and you've made two separate deals and created assets for yourself. I mean, I think that's what they should do. That's how they should do it. 
it would be a weird thing. You'd probably, you know, you do have to go in and say to Justin Fields, like, hey, man, don't take it the wrong way. This is business. You know, this is business. Uh, you a, know, I know I know publicly it's going to look bad for you, but it's it's not what our intent is. And I think that they've made that clear to a degree. You know, it, it, without reaching out to him, just by courting the pick, you're saying we, we like our guy. And Justin Fields, from a fantasy football perspective, well, From about week seven on last year was a monster. Yeah, he ran wild, but he also got hurt because he was running wild. And I don't know, man. The question is, well, is he another Jalen Hurts? Because it, the, the precedent be. keeps changing. It's like, yeah. it, And that's what, if Chicago believes the answer is yes, we're better off by accruing three top 50 picks in the next couple of years. They ought to absolutely do that. You, absolutely. Yeah, you would hold on to him and you would accrue those picks. I don't like, we, you know how I feel about this year's quarterback crop. I'm not a fan. Um, you know, there's nobody that I see that is obviously going to be better than Justin Fields. They didn't provide any help for Justin Fields either. He's just running around crazy. The Lewin career forecaster is sad. Yeah, very sad. Just like, this is a crop of bums. A lot of them. Don't hit the power button. <laughs> Thank you. You don't want to hear from me. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. I, I, I don't like it. But yeah, they're in a really good position. I, I'm going to ask this out loud because I think we all know that if you can play football, it really doesn't matter. All the other stuff that people talk about, it's kind of like, well, will that hurt him? Will this hurt him? Can he play? Jalen Carter now, you saw this. This is a, a sad story, a very sad story. And it's one that the night that you heard about the car crash, the night that you heard about it, you know, you knew how this was going to read because of the time and everything. And you thought, oh, I hate this story. I don't like this. These are young people making a terrible mistake and they're dead. They don't get to do it over, and it's awful. But here's the rest of that story. The Athens-Clark County Georgia Police Department has issued an arrest warrant uh, for uh, Jalen Carter, who's either one or two non-quarterback in this draft, right? And that was, you know, the AP has obtained the arrest warrant and seen this. It, it alleges that he was the one racing uh, he was in a 2021 Jeep Trackhawk racing the 2021 Ford Expedition driven by the recruiting staffer, 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, which led to that wreck on January the 15th. And uh, Carter was present at the scene of the crash, later providing kind of shifting accounts of what he saw with the wreck at the time. Now they allege well, the reason he was there is he was the one doing the racing with them. Uh Devin Willock, who was the offensive lineman for the Bulldogs that was with LaCroix, they were both killed in what police initially reported was a single vehicle accident. Uh, I'll skip all the details here. 104 miles per hour around a turn. Good night, Irene. Her blood alcohol level, level was uh, twice the legal limit. So we, we feared when we read the original story that that's exactly how this was going to read. And it has. Um, now he's charged because they allege he was racing. He is not going to go to the combine now, not going to do uh, the press for the combine. Uh, wasn't going to run for anybody. Wasn't going to do a lot of the exercises. Anyhow, didn't need to. Uh, if, if we remove the human tragedy here, and I know that's impossible to do, but if we're solely talking about as it pertains to the player and what teams do, I'm here to tell you I don't think it will have a single impact on where he gets drafted. Oh, from what I've seen... And this is just speaking to the player profile once again. 
not the humanity of the situation. Routinely called a freak of nature. And routinely, apparently, in quiet, behind-the-scenes circles, uh, questioned for consistency of effort. Incredibly gifted, not the highest motor, not the most motivated. So if you combine that with a storyline such as this, then I think that may have an impact because you're talking about effort level and professionalism. That would have more of an impact than ability, though. Yeah, he is the number one prospect in the draft in terms of player ratings. Anderson is the other. He's two. You might say, well, wait a minute, the quarterbacks. No, 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 quarterbacks, it's it's based on team needs in the draft. So if a team needs a quarterback, even if he's rated well below what Carter is as a prospect, he could go number one. But Carter's the number one prospect in the draft, and it's because of those freakish abilities when he does try. His body type, his athleticism, thickness, all of that. He's a, he's a freak. He's, and I'm, I'm noting that today's storyline that accompanies the release of this story and the, and the news of the warrants for his arrest, I've heard several people suggest perhaps this would cause him to slide on down the board. And we've just been around long enough to know that's simply not true. I don't think this singular incident, tragic as it is, would have an effect on his draft status. What you suggested could, would. That is, they do psychological profiles on these guys, and they have to take a look at, all right, was that a one-off? Did he just do something in the, in, you know, did he make a kind of mistake that young kids make all the time? Was that poor ju judgment? Was it an outlier as to who he is? If the answer is yes, if he doesn't have a series of missteps that are criminal in his past. And, you know, the interviews reveal that this is just probably a bad decision on a tough night that led tragically to the death of a teammate and a staffer. Um, then they wouldn't hold that against him. If he's chronically crossing the line with issues, then yes, it would. I think, though, the, psycho the, the psychological test though, that they're going to be looking at is as to whether or not is he the kind of guy that once we give him the money is not going to work hard? You know, if the answer's no to that, then he'll get drafted exactly where he would have gotten drafted. This incident, sad and tragic as it is, I don't believe has an impact on him. Unless you wanted to argue, I guess you could argue, you know, if you're going back and forth about who the number one prospect is, does it move him to two? You know, would he, would he, would he fall a spot? as opposed to the kid from Alabama. I mean, maybe. Anderson or him, maybe. Maybe. But that's it. We've seen it too many times before. Guys have done way worse than race in a car. Yeah, sure. No, again, I I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I don't. I guess the only thing I have to offer is if motor is an issue in his, in his profile or the scouting reports, when you talk to coaches off the record or whatever, and they mm -hmm. say, mm, doesn't show up every day, that would be more damaging, I think, than this particular case. What's weird, too, is when you are elite, preternaturally gifted, the kind of athlete that are described as generationally awesome, once every 10 years we see a guy like this, when people get described that way, I'm not saying he is necessarily, but we've, we've seen players, you, you and I talk about the draft a lot, in the last 20, 
25 years, you get about a handful of guys that are described as freaks of nature. Just like we don't see people like this very often. Nobody should be 260 running four 440s and 38-inch verticals and things like that. Every now and then that happens. When you're described as that or you possess that, that freakish athleticism, I feel like it's fairly commonplace that what accompanies that is that he doesn't show up all the time. I think guys get bored. I think guys that are that gifted sometimes know they don't have to. They just don't have to try hard all the time. Their average is better than everybody else's great. And it becomes a habit because they've always been the best player on the field. Not all guys. Some guys are wired a little differently. But I do think it's fairly commonplace to, 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 to hear about a guy who has such gifts that typically if there's a knock, it's like, eh, he's not always giving it his all. Well, man, that, probably since the time he was in fifth grade, he was faster than every kid in his class, could jump higher and do things better than everybody else, and he knew he didn't have to give it his all. I hear you, and that's why, you know, you'd probably go five, and I'd take Anderson <laughs> at one. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> if all things being equal, I, I need the professional. I need the, I need the professional so that I can reduce my risk. And that's what the draft is all about. And that'll be the interesting thing, especially as it pertains to Jamie Robinson, to see how far he goes up the board. Not down the board, but up the board, because the Senior Bowl was good for him. And then the reputation of being a hard worker also helps him out. It's a league of tryhards, as they say. Yeah. Everybody's a freak, but who's going to put in the effort to have that extra separator so that they can get the snaps? And I wonder where Jamie falls. He might actually be a day two guy. He might make it to day two this year. Oh, I'm rooting for him. That'd be great. Really quickly, just to answer the question um, about what, what's going to happen and why it's different than, say, like Andy Reid's son's situation. Andy Reid's son was driving the car. Andy Reid's son was drunk driving and hit somebody and killed them. In this situation, it's, it's not a good decision to drag race sober, drunk, you name it, drag racing, terrible idea, period, crime. Yes, but there is a big difference between being in a drag race, pulling over as somebody else speeds around a corner and hits a telephone pole and dies, than if you're the one driving the car and your passenger yeah. dies. That's not the same thing. Yeah, just legally speaking, here's your, uh, you know, nickels worth of, <laughs> you yeah, know, reading yeah, up yeah, or yeah. watching Law and Order. Yeah. But there's it's one thing if you're driving the car. It's another thing if you're driving a car that hits another car right, 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 for right. vehicular manslaughter at right. that point as opposed to just racing somebody in another lane. Like, I think that's yeah, no, his, very, his, very, very different legal set of circumstances. Right. No, he's not going to jail. And there are plenty of people who are not elite football players who also would not go to jail for that. It's a tragedy. I mean, oh, well, I mean, booked and released or something, but that that's about the extent of it. Yeah. I what You know, it, it's not a good look. But I don't think it affects his his draft status, to be honest with you. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com.
tonight, 7 o'clock. We will talk further on the subject of Florida State, the ACC, and uh, the future for the program as to whether or not it's going to be residing in this conference, let's say, two years from now, three years from now. Four. Actually, that's actually the more interesting question. We know, I think, what Florida State's intent is. Uh, I am kind of curious how quickly all this could be resolved. Now, that's the stuff I'd love to be able to fly on the wall for, just to hear the kind of conversations. Does it help facilitate those conversations? What do Florida State's lawyers know about what's possible with the grant of rights? Peter Collins saying we have a handle on the grant of rights. What does that even mean? That's a great question. I don't even know what that means. But that is the first time anybody in the conference has ever said something like that about the grant of rights. Usually it's, well, off the record, we're not so sure. <laughs> Instead of on the record, oh, we got a good handle on the grant of rights. Very different things. And I, I guess it just comes down to if you have to cut a check beyond the $120 million, what's the total number? All in $500 million, $450 million, $600 million? Whatever it is, what's the number for Florida State? Boy, I would love to have a specific number to know that you're, you're free and clear. Because, again, I know that the number can be astronomical and it causes folks to recoil. But if you have a number, then you have a game plan. How do we get to it? What's the magic number? What's realistic? What if that number is $650 million to walk away scot-free, both from the ACC and the grant of rights, and you retain your television rights for whomever it is that picks you up, and then, then you're moving forward? You're moving on with your life. The divorce is amicable, and uh, you've written the check to go your separate way. And somebody would say, well, what could we afford? Well, again, you'd be surprised because leveraged against future earnings, you could probably f- afford an awful lot, especially if you, you know, took out a loan 30 years, paid it off. Well, if you listened to the Board of Trustees meeting last Friday and I, you watched the whole thing, I did make that crying Jordan thing, by the way. Uh, That's great. Yeah, it's on the channel right now. $120 million is nothing. That's what they're That's telling no you. That's no money. That's no money at all. Yeah. Well, oh, that's the so we, ACC. We could pay it off over four years. Uh, yeah, I get it. But to them, just looking for benchmarks about what makes them blush, $120 million doesn't make them blush one bit. And that's where I think, again, this gets cheaper. Maybe like a million dollars a week, it feels like. Maybe $50 million a year. <laughs> no, I'm just, seriously, like $50 million a year is, is what Texas and Oklahoma paid to get out of the Big 12 one year early. So that breaks out to about a million dollars a week that the price tag goes down as every week goes by. And that's why I think around 2026, 2027, at the very latest, we get to a palatable amount of money remaining and a settlement. And I think that's the worst case scenario at this point. That's the longest period of time that we will have to be in the ACC. We'll see if we can make it happen sooner. I would love, because you get different answers. Somebody asked me that the other day. Of the of the people that I've talked to whose opinion I would value on the legal matters surrounding the grant of rights, you get a lot of, there are a lot of caveats. You get an awful lot of, well, you know, I think this is a way they could have tacked that. And then you're listening intently, nodding your head, going, oh, I, I like it. I like what I'm hearing so far. This, this would be somebody who has a knowledge of the law, let's say, and you're listening to them, and then they go, however, and as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, here we go. Here's the other side of it. And they will always concede that there is a however. It hasn't been done. It hasn't been challenged. We don't know. There are a lot of unknowns involved in all of this. And that's what makes people less apt 
to uh, gung-ho charge into some sort of legal proceeding. You can't know as you go into a legal proceeding for most all legal proceedings. It depends on what Well, the... but precedent helps. When you it... have precedent, you can at least sit down with your client and say, in cases yeah. in the past in which this was the set of circumstances, we have this evidence to right. say this is how it, it, it's meted out. We don't have that with this. No, but also... Whatever the initial ruling is, it can be appealed, and then it's just tied up. Yeah, you're tied up in the courts forever. You're tied up in the courts, and you're spending a ton of money. And, mm -hmm. and I think what we're all trying to avoid here is a giant legal liability. Aren't we all in life in general trying to avoid a large legal liability in terms of money? From How much can you have ESPN do the work for you? I think that's that's part of the conversation that they're trying to have. If you're, if you're trying to go to the SEC and your rights are owned by ESPN anyway— can they just facilitate this deal and move it along quicker? If not, can we get the votes to just dissolve the conference and then we're free agents? I would think those are the easiest two ways to get from A to B with the least amount of money coming out of your pocket. The other thing I'd say is the precedent for the Big 12 exit is that you didn't have to cut the check when you got together to sign the paperwork for the divorce. You made an agreement that checks were coming. Yeah, future checks. Future checks. That's right. Huge difference. Yeah. ACC alimony. That's what we're looking for. We'll talk some about that tonight at 7 o'clock. Not necessarily ACC alimony, but the situation and what was intended from last Friday's meeting and comments made at the BOT um, meeting. I, that, that's fascinating. So it should be fun. 7 o'clock tonight, Warchant TV. I'll be hosting, and uh, we'll have Ira and Gene Williams. As I mentioned before, David Hale, and a gentleman that covers Clemson whose name I Continue to forget. Matt Connolly. There it is. <laughs> it just sounds like a good name from the Midwest, doesn't it? It does. He'll join us as well. We'll get some perspective from Clemson. Could very well be that as we sit there, there's just a, a whole bunch of Clemson people on the TV and a whole bunch of Florida State people are like, how are you, friend? Good to see you, friend. All right, let's go. By the way, we want to kick your ass this fall. Oh, that's great. We want to kick yours. But we all agree we should be leaving. Yes, 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 we should. That's the locale. Let's go over here and do all that ass kicking. Let's get out of here while we're trying to kick each other's ass and go try to kick each other's ass elsewhere. It's like when two golfers are, are shaking hands before they, they play a playoff. Yeah. yeah. They're like, all right, well, a lot of money here. You want to go You want to go halfsies? This, is, this has been fun. One well, guy gets the trophy. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Let's split the, uh, the three and a half mil right down the middle. <laughs> what do you say? Let's do it right here. Uh, I actually found last week's Honda riveting there towards the end because of what was going on with the two people in play. Um, one that had overcome, uh, you know, very high degree of alcoholism that cost him his career and much of his life for a long time that he bought, fought, fought back from, well-documented, and now is back in the winner's circle. Good for Chris Kirk. And that Cole kid who's a 34-year-old rookie, I say kid, he's a 34-year-old man who's a rookie on tour just trying to find status, just trying to make it, and here he has a chance to win in his rookie season. It was a lot of fun to watch. Well, they both played well is the thing, too. They even overcame mistakes. The problem is, and not to turn into no laying up over here, but NBC hasn't gotten the memo about fewer commercials. Well, because that contract isn't over. They can't get out from under that for a while. It's When they go back to the table, they're going to have to do away with the playing through and all that other nonsense because you create less drama, not more drama. Every time I have to sit there and watch you talk about a, a freaking, you know. You got a guy who's got a shot if he makes Eagle on 18 hitting his third shot while they're running a, a Lexus ad, you know, and it's him playing through. And they're like, by the way, what a great shot as we mm -hmm. come back. Fellas, folks, because you're going to be watching that channel until the Masters. That's They have every tournament up. Yes, they do. 
Yes, they well. Luckily, the Masters not littered with the same sorts of ads. That's correct. <laughs> that is, that is From our correct. corporate partners and friends yeah. at Mercedes-Benz. We do, uh, fortunately, now enter into two elevated events. Although, I do think the PGA, whether it was intended or not, has just found the recipe. That's what you want. You want these upstarts or great stories or guys that are desperate to try to you know continue to make it on the PGA Tour that have never won anything. You want those guys battling it out in a less-than-stellar field which creates drama uh, for a tournament that is really bitten hardcore by the fact that they're sandwiched between elevated events. The Honda is a gr- in the past has been a great field, and it is an awesome track. It's just that they got screwed this year. Now that thing's going to rotate. Now It will, but they changed some rules today. They've just ratified new rules that the elevated events will only carry between 70 and 78 players and not have cuts anymore. So it's going to serve like WGC events where you're going to play guaranteed four rounds. And that affects guys like Florida State grads that are trying to cut their teeth at the next level, like a Lebiota or Vincent Norman. Well, and that's why if you get into the Honda and you get your opportunity, yeah. you better play well. There's a lot on the line. Correct. I, I said the last five years on the golf show, I, I would say to Trey and tell people all the time, if you don't watch qualifying, you don't watch the Corn Ferry stuff, you're missing out. You want drama? Watch a guy have to make a 10-foot putt to see whether or not he decides to stick with his dream of playing mm-hmm. professional golf or call it a day and go work at the local Muni. Watch that guy line up that putt. Life-altering putt. That's very different than a guy about to fake a putt or not that makes $1.8 million or $450,000. Still a very, very intense moment, but very different. So I, I, it's, they, it's like watching a field goal kicker. 45 yards to keep your left arm. If you miss it, your left arm's gone. Good luck. Speaking of which, that too will be a focal point of competition in the spring. Kicker. Good. We were desperate to see anybody else trot out there to try a kick. Ultimately, we all were rooting for Fitzy to get it together because you thought, well, we don't have another option. Yeah, and he legitimately cost you a game. The math on the finish of the NC State football game is directly a result of not trusting in your kicker. So that was hurtful. It was, yeah. Uh, he got better as the season went on, and he's got a chance. He's got a, he's the incumbent. He's got a chance. I wonder if, uh, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. I wonder if halfway through last year the decision was made you know, at that point, we're just going to go out and get somebody. Because kicker is one of those things that don't get handled in the way that I think they, that it should. A lot of times, it doesn't. the position doesn't get handled the way that it should, especially not in college. There aren't, you know, you don't see guys over there working with kickers. They're just kind of left to their own devices over there. And so I've always thought, like, if you get, if you, you bring in a guy who is as well thought of as anybody in the country at the position, right? And he comes in. And then he goes south for some reason. You were you're screwed. You're just done. That's why we've had yeah quite literally well, stories of people having open tryouts with you know walk-ons that played high school you know soccer or something. You're right, and they only get about four kicks that matter for an entire practice, at least here. Yeah, you know, there's about four of them, and that's at most. Some days it's two or three, so you don't have a whole lot of reps to you know, put them under the gun with. Now I want to see how these how these drills work. Maybe they, they expand them a little bit because you've got real competition. But that NC State game was not just about the finish and the throw to the back of the end zone that was picked off and it felt ill-advised. It was also early in the game. Remember the fourth down to Johnny, the quick little slant. 
you're going to kick a field goal in that situation. You're not going to go for it on a quick in on a fourth down. Mm -hmm. Drop, should have been caught, should have been a touchdown. I digress. You make that call. The process is because you don't believe in the kicker. And you'd like to be able to get inside the 35-yard line and say, no big deal. If we stall, we put three on the board instead of, oh, man, I, I, it's it's six or nothing here. It was funny because in, in the era of ultra-aggressive play calling and, you know, it, the, the idea that some of the analytics have revealed that coaches were for so long doing it wrong. You now see decisions, especially when you have the older football fans sitting around going, what is he doing? Why would they do that here? And the numbers bear out that you should. Your, your chances of winning the football game, if you go for it here, fourth and one, tied 7-7 seven to seven in the first quarter from the 36-yard line. You know, we know all these numbers that they study now, right? Last year, Florida State fans had to engage not only in understanding the math in a more advanced and aggressive way that the modern coach uh, abides by, but also they had to do their own set of special Florida State math, which was, okay, not only are we uber-aggressive because that's the more modern approach to football because the numbers bear that out, we also have a kicker who sucks to high heaven and can't be trusted to make extra points, let alone field goals. So now what are we calling on second and eight from the 40? Because <laughs> they're 40. Like, where are we at now? Because we're not playing for, let's just make sure we get some points here. No, no, this is... Four down territory, Bob. We're going to have to go for it here. What was interesting is by the end of the year, he kicked through an injury in the Florida game and was able to hit a big one down the stretch. And he kind of solidified and righted the ship. But no job is promised. I just love that about spring and fall and improvement of a program in general. Don't care. Great job or horrible job for me last year. Here's your chance this year. It's all brand new. Clean slate. As Alex Atkins told you last week, just give me five on the field. I don't care. That Whoever was funny, to too, by here. the way. Well, when you have 12 people competing for five starting positions, you can absolutely take the approach of just give me five on the field because the guys that are going to be most often on the field are the ones who are most desperate to win the spot. So anytime there's a spot that's open, that is a tragedy. Like, if you're Atkins, you're looking over like, you, any of you bastards want to play? Right. And if you've got true competition in any workplace, it's amazing how many more people volunteer when there's an opportunity. Hey, Al, who wants to take this assignment? Ooh, I'll do it. But if you're the only guy, you're Ted, the 11-time reigning Employee of the Month champion. So, yeah, uh, I'm the 11-time okay. Employee of the Month. That's right. Yeah. How about a raise, guys? Yeah. 11 times. Cue up the tub talk here. We've kind of been involved in it, but go ahead, if you would. Cue it up. It's time for Tub Talk, brought to you by Pinchapenny Pools and Spas. Buy yourself the hot tub you've always wanted at the price you've always wanted from Pinchapenny on Greer Street. Now, it's live to the tub. So as we relax in the tub, I've got to tell you, Tom, I went over to Pinchapenny off of Greer Street and uh, saw the unbelievable display room. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. I had never been there before. I had seen a, not a rendering. A social media post? Yeah, I mean, I had seen a picture taken from, you know, the front of the store. It's not the same as when you go in there. When you go in there, you're like, well, good Lord. I've never known anything about whirlpools or spas, but now I'm interested. You've Clubs, got me. grips. <laughs> you name it. I had no idea. I just know that pinch a penny. Yes, Mike Martin. 
When I walked in, I went, well, sweet Jesus, look at that one. That's like a house. I could live in that thing. There was one that had like 85 jets. Reasonably priced. I believe Tom. that's a launcher. That's not It was <laughs> unbelievable. No, Reasonably priced. Reasonably priced. I thought those things were like $50,000. Like the really luxurious ones that seat nine or something like that. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Four 4K TVs built in. I wouldn't leave that thing if I had four 4K TVs and 98 jets. <laughs> it matches the, where your where your eyes point. There's like some sort of a retinal scan. So if you turn your head, the TV follows you. Oh, I was blown away. And I and I can be gluttonous for things that I decide that I want. So I really realized that that was they, I'm the perfect customer for them because they're gonna be like, oh, he can't help himself. He's not settling on the. On the five seater, no, when you can have doing the twelve seater. Talking about the tub, I know, let's go. I know, I should get one. But that's how I am. Like when I'm sitting there, you know, when you piece together, you put together the amenities you want in a car. Like, well, you could have this. What about this? What about that? Wait, I could have that too. Like, You'll yeah, yeah. be the world's weirdest hot tub owner because your neighbor will come out to take out the trash cans at four in the morning, and they're gonna hear the jets. <laughs> Getting in the morning <laughs> soap, Richard. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it where I had to talk to Richard. You never know the front lawn. <laughs> good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later.